Hello, and welcome back to the West Side Stories podcast. I'm your host, Allison Olested, and today on the podcast, we're discussing the West Des Moines City campus culture. Jody Weeks, a recreation supervisor, and Kevin Kahn, department landscape architect, discuss two great things that happen or will soon be happening on the city campus. In less than a month, construction on the Jamie Hurd Amphitheater will begin on the city campus. This is an exciting project, and it's the second element to be built of the Five Waters project. Kevin walks us through the planning of the amphitheater, and then Jody shares what fun activities are planned for this year's Illumifest on the city campus. From rides, games, fireworks, and hot air balloons, to chalk art, lanterns, and food vendors, this year's Illumifest is going to be one of the best. So listen closely, because you won't want to miss any of the details from this episode titled, City Campus Culture. Okay, welcome to Kevin Kahn, um, landscape architect, and Jody Weeks, uh, recreation supervisor. Thank you for being here about this podcast about the uh, city campus culture and events. And both of you have specific reasons that I invited you as guests this week. Kevin, you've kind of spearheaded something really exciting that's going to be happening on the city campus that came out in the news recently, uh, the Jamie Hurd Amphitheater. And I know as a staff, we've kind of been waiting for this to come to fruition. It got approved by council last month. Bids came in last yesterday, actually. And uh, we're ready to go. So talk us through what what will be the Jamie Hurd Amphitheater. This project has been in the making for several years, three years to be be exact. Um, Three years ago, the city leaders decided that they'd like to have an amphitheater on the city campus. Um, there was a site that lent itself to that, which was on the south side of the city pond. And um, and so we t- they determined that that would be the location for the amphitheater. Um, it's important that the performers aren't looking into the sun, so that really, that's, that site is a perfect site. It has the pond in the background, which really is a great backdrop and will be a very special place for performers and the audience to, to yeah. interact. And we've actually even talked about the fact that it would be the way the amphitheater is designed. So it has an open back and some steps and stuff so that technically a band could turn the other way and possibly people could be out on boats on the pond witnessing a, a concert or something. And so like there's options of, of both ways on that. We kind of were big on like, let's keep it open on the back so we can actually see through it to see the pond Right. Um, And just to back up for a second. So if people are wondering, where is city campus? We city camp West Des Moines city campus is where West Des Moines city hall is located. The West Des Moines library is located. Um, The learning resource center, the school district uh, owns that. And then there's Valley Southwoods high school, uh, Jordan Creek elementary, and then Valley Church are all up and Valley Stadium are all part of this what we call city school campus. So if people are having a hard time of thinking of where this is, it's just off of Mill Civic, um, and it's been known as just the city campus. And like you said, pick this location because it's a busy campus, lots of people doing great things, and it's a great cultural spot that we could bring some culture and um, entertainment and events to. So that's kind of why it was picked, 
Correct. Yes. Yeah, and it also has a really strong pedestrian connectivity. And I just see that as an outreach of providing connectivity for the neighbors in this area to come walk to the, even come walk to the amphitheater and not drive here. Mm -hmm. And we do have parking available, large amounts of parking available around campus um, to accommodate parking for, for events. So we're set up really nicely here um, for, for that. And I have to be honest up front that this project is very much uh, exciting to me because I will be the supervisor of the amphitheater and we'll be hiring, um, actually today it was posted, uh, a coordinator, an arts, um, culture, and enrichment coordinator that will help me with amphitheater uh, programming as well as arts programming and and other things throughout the city, not just, just the amphitheater. So this is really exciting that I've kind of been waiting for everything to be like, yep, it's really going to happen, so I have something to do. No. <laughs> um, but so that's why... Uh, I'm very excited about this project, and and I was involved in kind of from the beginning with you, Kevin, which was new to me, the whole schematic design and the construction and all that. That was really interesting. Walk us through the start of a process. How does this even come to be? You bet. So three years ago, was the decision was made to create a project. So you have to hire an architecture firm or a landscape architecture firm. And in this case, we hired a landscape architecture firm in Confluence Landscape Architects to be the lead on the project. The process, the normal design process is you, you do schematic design, then you, do, then you move into design development, then you move into construction drawings, and then you construct it. So during the schematic design, there were several concepts developed. And then once we landed on some concepts, we moved into design development. Those concepts were then refined and we we went we whittled them down to three concepts, and then we brought some of the city leaders in, and we brought in um, a donor who was interested in the project to look at those concepts, and we made a decision on one of the concepts um, in, at the design development level. It was important that the concept matches or mm -hmm. talks to the, the architecture around campus. We didn't want this thing to be foreign to the campus. We wanted it to blend well with the campus, so there are materials and design elements that will make it fit well with the campus. And so during the design development process and the schematic design, we did have a budget. So at the schematic design level, you know, we wanted we had a $2.2 million budget. And we stuck with that throughout the, the schematic design, design development, and construction drawing process. When things came back overpriced, then we had to engineer, value engineer those uh, down, back down to get it within our budget. And so we had a $2.2 million budget. We had an $868,000 donation from Microsoft already in place. During the design development process, Richard Hurd came forward with a $850,000 donation in honor of his daughter, Jamie Hurd. So the amphitheater will now be called the Jamie Hurd Amphitheater. After design development, we moved into construction drawings. And just on Wednesday, we received bids for the pieces that will not be built by Richard Hurd and his contractor. They came in slightly under our um, engineer's estimate, which is great news. And so the project is moving forward and will begin construction right after our Lumina Fest. Okay. And I should say that before we even went into schematic design and all that, we had like an open house with members of the community and the neighbors that came in and basically had them brainstorm like what use an amphitheater would be to our community. 
Um, anything from like an acoustic festival to a theater group could use it. So that gave us basically a template of what the first five years, if we built up to, would be of our programming. So something to work off of and make sure that we're heading in the right direction. Jody, as a recreation person, what types of events or things do you think this amphitheater could be used for? Oh, I'm sorry. I have to introduce Jody. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> Jody, again, like I said, is a recreation supervisor, um, been with the city for many years, has a good pulse on what the recreation division can do in West Des Moines. And so um, I look to her a lot for her advice on things. So, Okay. Well, I honestly would have to say um, you've already kind of touched on several of the things that I would see down there. Mm-hmm. Music. Everybody loves music and mm-hmm. concerts. Um, there's several other venues um, that are doing offerings, but this could just be one additional venue. Mm-hmm. We already have a great foundation of arts programming in our department. And I just think, you know, having two daughters myself, after they've gone through some of those programs, an opportunity to put on Mm -hmm. a little show Mm -hmm. or a little recital or a little play on Mm -hmm. a stage or something like that. So I think we have um, built the foundation and I can see this being, you know, the big stage Mm -hmm. where kids and adults and parents are so proud of watching their little ones um, do their performance and then also, you know, bringing in some Mm -hmm. um, well-known acts, local, Mm -hmm. um, giving them an opportunity to have another place to play. Sure. And then you specifically would know about, like, we want to rent this facility as well when it's not in use for our own events and programs. So, We have not established any of those policies and procedures yet, Um, and I'll be looking to Jody because you are in charge of the Nature Lodge, Mm -hmm. which we also rent out, but looking at how we, you know, what would be best in this rental process. Um, The last thing we want to do is build this beautiful amphitheater and have it sit empty. Right. Um, So we're open to different ideas. Uh, Nothing is set in stone right now. Just to be clear, we aren't going to be having like a huge music festival with thousands of people. <laughs> it's a neighborhood that we want to be good neighbors. <laughs> so we and, and to speak about that, I think there have been some concerns about the amplified sound. And Kevin, can you speak to how how we have addressed that already? Yes, we have. Um, we had an acoustic engineer study this project from the get go. They actually came out during the Dowling Valley football game and put sound monitors around the campus to determine some of the louder sounds that we might see at a, at a football game. And then they determined what amplified sound would generate. And what we found was we will not be creating any sound that would be louder than the Dowling Valley football game when you have uh, several thousand people at a football game. Mm-hmm. They also looked at how they can direct that sound into that hillside mm-hmm. and not allow it to spill out. And so we will be very careful on, on our sound and, how, and, and we will be permitting that ourselves so that mm-hmm. we meet those sound requirements. Mm-hmm. That was very important to the neighbors. Then some concerns about sound at all of our meetings, all these neighborhood meetings we had about the sound coming from the football stadium. And so we really were careful to look at that and specifically 
and spent a lot of time with our acoustic engineer to study that. Mm-hmm. And you kind of you quickly mentioned it, but Jody, uh, any special event or thing that has amplified sound, the city requires a, requires a permit. Correct. And as mm-hmm. a person who plans large events. We are not exempt from having to do that. No, we still have to fill out the special event application. If we're having tents, awnings, canopies, inflatables, Mm -hmm. we fill out that permit, as well as the amplified sound permits. Yes, so um, we will follow all of those processes as well, notify neighbors and campus users when, when need be as well, so... Like I said, we want to be good neighbors. We don't want this to become a, a really hard point of disagreement in our community. We want it to be a good thing, and we'll work to do that. We need to talk about when this is happening. Yeah, exactly. So time frame. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you, had, you said September 23rd, which is the Monday after... Illumafest. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, uh, and then... It should be done by next year's AlumaFest. Yeah, that'll be neat. Yeah, we're hoping to maybe um, do a dedication or a, a big celebration at next year's AlumaFest and actually use the amphitheater for like the first major thing that's going on. So it's going to be happening quickly, a, a, a year to build it. And is that typical? You, uh, Kevin, you helped build one or you designed one in Burlington, right? Keokuk. Keokuk, mm-hmm. Okay. Was is a year doable? Yeah, their the contractors are very comfortable with the schedule we gave them. There will be a pause during the winter months where activity might be more in house, such as structural steel getting fabricated at different plants, and depending on weather, how winter works here, there may be some pause outside, but there'll be behind the scenes work going on to keep this thing on schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't see the schedule being too; it's not too challenging. Okay. And we, we did ask them to wait until after LumaFest. I think they were are ready to go, but LumaFest is a big event, and I'll let Jody speak to what it's all about, but we didn't want to have construction really starting until after that event on the campus. There might be a little bit up, or up on the hill, but we use that full campus for LumaFest. So Jody, tell us what, it's, what LumaFest is all about. Well, LumaFest has been going on for approximately 10 years? I is think that so. about right? Yep. It is the city's large special event, and it's a time when we invite everybody, all ages. We have a little bit of something for everyone, Mm -hmm. and interject as you feel free, (laughs) since um, it's kind of a tag team effort here. Yeah, absolutely. But there will be inflatables and carnival-type rides for little ones Mm -hmm. to enjoy, There's also um, a balloon artist I see is going to be there this year. We have airbrush tattoos. Mm -hmm. There is a cute little train. The Friends of the Library Association um, provides train rides over in front of the library. Several of the city departments will be involved. Yeah. either sharing information about their department or some kind of, they're going to be bringing something to the event that will enhance the event. I think a fire department, EMS, and police are going to have what they call tours of their um, vehicles. Oh, So, yeah, kids can 
go through. And even adults, I guess it's interesting to see exactly what is all in those vehicles. Yeah. So they'll be there. Um, we also do a movie mm-hmm. that we show on the back side of the library. This year's movie will be the new version of Aladdin yes. that is going to be released right before the Illumifest date. So mm-hmm. we'll be one of the first outdoor movies mm-hmm. to show that movie. Mm-hmm. We also have Little Princess Parties come with six of their characters, and they'll be stationed around the pond for autographs. There's going to be some special features mm-hmm. with water quality. I'll yeah. let you touch on okay. those with the art pieces. Yeah. So the Public Art Commission this year wanted to be involved with Illumifest because their focus uh, for this year and actually for two years has been water quality and using public art to emphasize water quality in our community. So um, they are going to be, they've contracted and hired an artist and his uh, company to do two specific things at Illumifest. Uh, the first is a temporary artwork, which all I can say is at 6 p.m., people should gather around the pond and this artwork will somehow be revealed. I can't give too much away, but that's the temporary one. And then uh, there will also be a, a tent that is set up and it's going to be what we call like community sourced artwork. Um, people are invited to come and paint a watercolor canvas of an insect or an animal that relies on our water sources here in this area um, at, that need good quality water. And then the artist is going to take those after Illumifest, cut them out, and incorporate them into three separate yet unified sculptures that we then can put in our facility. Um, if you've ever been to the Des Moines airport and kind of by the luggage and baggage claim, there's a, a bird and then like lots of little ones on the ceiling of um, uh, following it. And that is done by um, Banak Thamavong, who is also the artist doing this artwork. And so it's kind of this community-based thing. And now, you know, people go to the airport and go, oh my gosh, I made that one, right? And it's kind of cool to see. It's going to be kind of the same thing with these artworks, um, that he's good at bringing the community together and making it a part of it. The other kind of artistic thing that's always been a part of Illumifest is that we get a thousand uh, paper lanterns and we set bottles of spray watercolor out and set up the lanterns and kids and adults can have at it and make their lantern look however they want. They um, get a little LED light that when it gets dark, then the cool, it's really cool because the campus lights up with everybody carrying their lanterns with these colorful, uh, with a light inside with the colors of the lanterns. Mm -hmm. And Jody, I'm not, I'm not over-exaggerating when I say people have come and have gotten one from every year of a little Yes, they have. They, as they're making their um, lantern, they reminisce about, oh, this is our sixth, or uh-huh. oh, this is our tenth. Um, it's kind of neat to see those people come back. Yeah. Um, and I think each year they make them just a little bit different, mm-hmm. so their collection looks different. Yeah. Just to kind of wrap up some of the other things that will be at Illumifest, we have several food vendors. Yes. Um, so when you come, you can just plan to 
grab um, something to eat here. Mm -hmm. We also have, which is very unique to the event, um, two hot air balloons that are tethered Mm -hmm. that people can go up and ride, experience a hot air balloon. I should mention that those are free, but you just need to be patient and wait in line. (laughs) Um, And then after the movie concludes... We have fireworks that are shot off over the pond. So it's kind of an event that runs from 4 to 9, 4 to 10, whenever that movie is over. And Mm -hmm. um, like I mentioned earlier, there's really something for everybody. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So we hope to see a lot of people there. Absolutely. Uh, One thing that also is added this year that is we're going to have a 3D Chuck artist. So she is coming in and she's going to begin work 8 a.m. on Saturday. And it's going to be on the patio behind City Hall um, and design this 3D Chuck art where you can, it's hard to explain, but you can stand on a certain part of the chalk art. And if you stand back and take a picture, it looks like, you know, either you're standing on like a, a ledge or, or you're going to fall into a pit or something like that. to life. Yeah. And while you're standing on it, you look down and it doesn't make sense. <laughs> right. But the picture is cool. So Kathleen Rowling will be doing that. Um, like I said, 8 a.m. on Saturday, she hopefully will have it wrapped up by four. Um, but you're welcome to come and watch her do her thing all day to see what she's doing. And then the other thing that we should mention, and you might be going, okay, so how much does this thing cost, right? Because there's a lot going on. We are, thankfully, our presenting sponsor this year is Viridian Credit Union. And they have graciously sponsored us so that we are able to offer everything except for food free for people. The inflatables, the games, in the past, they you might have had to buy a ticket. Uh, we have asked for the sake of our community that we provide those free. Um, we just want everybody to have access to it. So thank you to Viridian for that. And then um, also Salmon's Financial Group is sponsoring the fireworks. And I have to say, like, West Des Moines Fire Department does some pretty cool They put fireworks. on an awesome show. They do. They really do. So if nothing else, the whole event is, if you're a photographer, it's a great event for some photography, especially the hot, hot air balloons at mm-hmm. night lit up are really cool to look at. Basically, it's just a celebration of, of West Des Moines. You don't, of course, have to be a West Des Moines resident to come, but it is focused on West Des Moines. It's, it's exciting. It's a lot of work. But it's a lot of fun, and it's really just kind of our way as a city of of giving back to our citizens and and coming together as a city. Um, One thing I did want to throw in there, the only other thing that would be for purchase besides your food Mm -hmm. is if you did want to purchase an autograph book Mm -hmm. um, that features... The photos of the princesses that will be here for the promenade around the pond, we are doing registrations for that because there will just be a limited number of those books. Sure. But any that we have left over will bring to the event and people can purchase until Mm -hmm. they're gone. Okay, great. If you want to know a little bit more about AlumaFest and see the schedule of how things are laid out or uh, what exactly is going on, you can go to the city's website, uh, wdm.iowa.gov, and just backslash AlumaFest. And I'll be adding more and more to that as times come, um, probably add the food vendors with their menus. So you could probably even scope it out before you come and know what you want to eat weather-wise. If we post things, it'll be on that website and on Facebook. If for some reason, knock on wood, 
we have bad weather. And I think of the how many years we've done this, Jody. That's only happened one time. Yes, it rained. Uh, we had a torrential downpour one year. We mm-hmm. were setting up, but somehow it cleared off, and mm-hmm. you know everything was able to go on as scheduled. So yeah. we're just hoping we're lucky yeah. again. Yeah. The one exception is that if we do happen to go um, with the event, the hot air balloons are a little finicky about what type mm. of weather, especially wind conditions that they can go up in. And what's interesting too, after doing this a few years, it may not seem that windy down here mm-hmm. on the ground, right? Um, but once those balloons are up in the air, just especially since they're tethered, they take all safety precautions. So mm-hmm. if it's even just a little bit windy and they're unable to fly, at least they're here and you can get the feel of what a hot air balloon mm-hmm. looks like. Because um, mm-hmm. once they're up in the air, you see them and you can tell they're big. Right. But <laughs> until you're here and you see and you're in that basket, mm-hmm. it is really an amazing opportunity. So, Have you been up in one before? One year I did okay. get to go up. Okay. So, and Kevin, um, you've gone I, up I've too? I've up and it's, I'm scared of heights and I was holding on for dear life. <laughs> 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 and I've never been, so, and yeah, I think it's funny because we always have to say they are tethered, so you are not going to be going <laughs> <Right>. anywhere. <laughs> it's just a fun up and down and just kind of the experience of yeah. it all. So, so like I said, our goal is then the amphitheater is up and ready to go at next year's LumaFest. I think we can add even more to LumaFest with the amphitheater, whether it's, um, you know, music throughout the whole thing, live music, or maybe the movie takes place at the amphitheater next year. We'll see how that goes. So it's kind of all encompassing and um, the city campus is not only is it beautiful, like it really is a beautiful campus, the way it was planned, but it's just, it's a, it's a great place and a community um, thing that lots of people from the Metro sometimes are like, I didn't even know this was here. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we encourage you to come out to LumaFest and we would be remiss if we didn't mention that the amphitheater is part of the Five Waters Project, um, which are five specific game changer projects throughout West Des Moines. Last month's episode, we talked about the Boathouse, and we are going to have a Five Waters Project launch event that celebrates the Boathouse construction taking place and the amphitheater construction taking place. And both of you are the two people heavily involved in that one. So speak to me about the, the launch event. Yeah, that is coming right up. So the launch event that we're doing to kick off the Boathouse project is going to be on Monday, September 9th. And we're asking people to come at 5.30. There will be a short presentation at 6 p.m. We're going to feature the fact that soon you will be seeing more vessels on the water, canoes, kayaks, Um, boats, things like that, that will be rented out of our boathouse. So if you have your own vessel, we encourage you to come and float as we, I called it a little celebration. Ooh, clever. (laughs) um, We're going to have that event again. That is on Monday, September 9th at 530 at the fishing pier is where we're going to have people gather simply because Where the boathouse is um, under construction is it has already started. Mm -hmm. So we needed to have another place where you can get the vision 
of where it will be along with the fact that um, you'll see plenty of boats and canoes, kayaks, and things like that in the water. So Mm -hmm. we'll be gathering at the fishing pier. Mm -hmm. If weather would be an issue that evening, we'll be inside the nature lodge. Okay. And Kevin, how is construction going? So they started construction on the boathouse about mid-July. So they're a month, month and a half into it. Um, they've removed trees to, for the location of the building. We were worried that the tree removal would look very, make it look naked over there, but it looks okay. <laughs> there are a lot of um, not very significant trees as far as quality. Um, a lot of mulberry and, and ash. Ash trees are quality, but we know that they're not going to be around very long unless they're treated. So now that you see those tree removals, it still looks okay. Um, we will be putting landscaping back in and hopefully make that boathouse feels like it's tucked in the trees again. But yeah, they're full speed ahead on getting the building foundations ready and site utilities. And we're really wanting to get this thing well into the ground so that during the winter, they can winterize the building and continue to work inside the building during the winter months mm-hmm. with um, completion, I believe, in May of, okay. of, uh, wow. of 2020. So two really big game changer projects coming in 2020. And that means we've got our work cut out for us. <laughs> but that's good. I, I'm, I'd much rather have that than nothing to do. We're not just dreaming. We're, We're doing. doing. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing a lot. Um, so anyway, just to re-highlight, uh, the Jamie Heard Amphitheater, uh, starting in the end of this September, up by the next September, and Illumafest, September 21st from 4 p.m. to 9 or 9.30 p.m. And then the launch event, public is invited to, is on September 9th at 5.30 at Raccoon River Park at the Fishing Pier. I think that's all. It seems like we've got a lot to talk about, but it's exciting stuff happening. So thank you both for being here, giving us the backgrounds on everything. And uh, I'm sure we'll see you again in another podcast when uh, we get talking about even some more special things. Sounds great. Thank you, Allison. Thanks. Can you tell that we're not just dreaming, we're doing here in West Des Moines? The addition of the Jamie Heard Amphitheater to the city campus will only make events like Fest that much more special in the future. As mentioned in this episode, you are invited to join us for the Five Waters Project launch at 5.30 p.m. on September 9th at the Raccoon River Park Fishing Pier. Remember to BYOV, bring your own vessel if you have one. And don't forget to come out and enjoy Illumafest on Saturday, September 21st from 4 to 9 p.m. on the West Des Moines City campus. You can find many more details about Illumafest at wdm.iowa.gov backslash Illumafest, spelled I-L-L-U-M-I-F-E-S-T. As always, we'd welcome any feedback or questions you have about what was discussed in this episode. And you can find more information about this episode's guests at wdm.iowa.gov backslash Stories. Much thanks to Jody and Kevin for being the featured guests this month. Remember that you can subscribe to West Side Stories on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. And would you please help spread the word about the podcast by mentioning it to your friends and family? I would greatly appreciate it. So until next month, we'll be sure to keep enjoying the everyday here in West Des Moines.